And so now that everything is working as it's supposed to do, as one would expect when you're dealing with a high-end professional broadcaster like me, why don't we go ahead and start that local recording? And with the local recording started, we can play some of that intro music. Very good. I like this stuff. You guys have heard it before. It's kind of, it's got a, it's got something to it. I like it. To Surreal Politics, this 34th episode of Stage One. Good to be with all of you today on this 13th of November, 2023, being the current year. Somebody pointed out in the uh, in a chat there that it looked like I was like in Willy Wonka in a chocolate factory. I had my uh, my background removal on because I was playing with something else earlier. And then I was like, wait a second, I don't want a big old red pool of blood behind me. This is Surreal Politics that might send the wrong message, so... 217-688-1433, you like to be on the program. And the more you talk, the less I have to. So please do give us a call. You know, given that the Surreal Politics audience is comparative to their fellow citizens, so well-informed and appropriately, therefore, skeptical of the nonsense they are fed by less credible sources than we, it might be described as less than newsworthy for us to say that Ukraine blew up the Nord Stream pipelines. What Warren's mention here today is that the Washington Post has deemed this to be the case. And we, while we would hardly deem a thing confirmed just because the personal plaything of Jeff Bezos deigned to say it, we do consider it a newsworthy event for such a publication to utter a truth from time to time. The Washington Post made its bones, you might have heard, in some measure under the Nixon administration. You may hear in your news consumption from time to time about a thing called the Pentagon Papers, and if you had not heard of the story being referenced prior to this, you might say to yourself, I imagine the Pentagon has many papers to which documents do you here refer? Back in those fairy tale times, it was considered the duty of people who called themselves journalists to question the powers that be. And when the paper and their colleagues at the New York Times came to possess documents which shed some negative light on the conflict in Vietnam, they stood defiant and fought the government through the courts. In the end, they were legally vindicated, but this was by no means the certain outcome of their gambit at the time. These days, you might notice there is less appetite in the press for this kind of challenge. If they do not like the president of a given cycle, of course, they might go so far as to call for him to be executed. And they would then tout this as some brave act worthy of approbation. Yet the media establishment does not seem to have the slightest curiosity about the national security state or what has been known as the military-industrial complex. They have what they call sources within these branches of the apparatus, and they dutifully report as fact whatever these anonymous sources wish for the public to believe in the course of a given day. 
For this reason, when the likes of Tucker Carlson called attention to the obviousness of the fact that Ukraine had blown up the Nord Stream pipelines with certain knowledge of the U.S. government, the Post and others dutifully dismissed this as they do all truth as conspiracy theory. A conspiracy theory, you might have gathered by now, this is what, this is what uh, George Orwell called newspeak for truths which must not be spoken yet. To be sure, there are such things as crackpot conspiracy theories, which may consist of frivolous dot-connecting exercises of the sort a caged schizophrenic might engage in without the benefit of medication. There is also the subject of many a legal controversy called conspiracy, wherein people do in fact conspire, and one must first form a theory of that conspiracy to investigate and prosecute or otherwise hold accountable the conspirators. Much of what are called conspiracy theories are of the latter sort, and the likes of the Washington Post makes them out to be the former, because they themselves are conspirators in plots of our time. And so when they spill the beans, it is a newsworthy event. When Jeff Bezos goes full Sammy the Bull on his war party partners, the discerning reader must question his motives. In case you haven't heard, the impetus of this diatribe is a headline in the Post that reads, Ukrainian military officer coordinated Nord Stream pipeline attack. In it, Roman Shervinsky, described as a decorated 48-year-old colonel who served in the Ukraine Special Forces and who has, quote, deep ties to the country's intelligence services, is said to have managed the, quote, logistics and support for a six-person team that rented a sailboat under false identities and used a deep-sea diving equipment to place explosive charges on the gas pipelines. This follows five months after the Post reported, based on the Discord leaks of Air National Guard member Jack Teixeira, that the U.S. had, quote, intelligence of a Ukrainian plan to attack the Nord Stream project. It also comes nearly a full year after the Post described as shoddy Tucker Carlson's case that the U.S. or Ukraine had anything to do with the bombing repeatedly. We were all supposed to believe that the completely ridiculous theory that the Russian government did this to themselves because they are, after all, Russians and, you know, Russians, they're always doing crazy things that no sane person would do, according to the Biden administration and their loyal scribes at the Post. If you said otherwise, you were not just stupid, you were evil, a Siberian candidate doing the bidding of Vladimir the Terrible. In attempting to discern the motives for this change of heart, arguably all that has changed is that the story can no longer be ignored. The Ukrainian government has, after all, arrested the man. But the Post also cited numerous anonymous sources. Those anonymous sources, they love them at the Post, don't they? The Post also cited numerous anonymous sources within the Ukrainian government to say, for example, that Shervinsky, quote, did not act alone and he did not plan the operation. Instead, that he, quote, took orders from some more senior Ukrainian officials who ultimately reported to General Valery Zeluzny, Ukraine's highest ranking military officer. The Post further claims that Zelensky was intentionally left out of the loop and the revelation came as news to him. Of course. And so the Post is not just dutifully reporting on things they can no longer keep a secret. Their spies in the Ukrainian government are providing information to them and likely have been doing so all along. 
The Post likely has some motive for relaying this information to their readers, and it is obviously not because they feel any obligation to tell the truth. A great man once said of the newspapers that they were, quote, always spreading falsehood and that if he tells the truth on certain occasions, it is only for the purpose of masking some greater deception, which turns the apparent truth into a deliberate falsehood. We might discern this to be the case here. Let us assume that everything the Post has told us is true. Now, that's no safe assumption, but for the sake of argument, let's just run with it. We assume that this man managed the logistics, that he did not act alone. He did not order the operation. He took orders from senior military officials. Now he is in jail for doing so. Well, that is quite a thing, ain't it? You know, though rarely it has happened from time to time in war that the vanquished are put on trial by the victor for following their orders. There is a preposterous maxim of international law that says some orders ought not be followed. A time when treason and insubordination become the obligations of the citizen and the soldier alike. But it is rare indeed for a government to incarcerate for oh, their own for doing as they are told. And this is a sure sign that somebody is being made a target of some convenience. One is hung out to dry as a means by which to deter suspicion and protect the guilty and delay a penalty which is certainly to be imposed. Who might imagine that Vladimir Zelensky was very upset to discover that the pipelines had been blown up? Given that Joe Biden and Victoria Newland had vowed to destroy those pipelines, does one imagine that they were very upset to hear the news? Not the informed observer. And given that the CIA knew of the plan in advance, but the Biden administration purposely lied and said there was intelligence to suggest that Russia had done this decidedly unintelligent thing, it would certainly appear that there was a very intentional cover-up at work. Whenever you see something that is obviously false and the sheer absurdity of the claim is made still more obvious by the moral condemnations against those who would dare to question its veracity, the reasonable man comes to assume that the moral lecturers are in on the lie and that they are but wielding the scoundrel's last resort by pretending to have standards of conduct and demanding that you were sent there too. All of which is to say that this is a big pile of BS. Now, I don't doubt for one second that the Ukrainian military was involved in this thing. And I find it uh, impossible to believe that they would have dared to do so without the people who are funding 100% of their military effort. And so this was obviously something that was done with uh, with the advice and consent of the United States government, which I think would probably upset the Germans, except that, you know, It's entirely possible that they're in on it, too. Who knows anymore, right? But it's kind of interesting. The guy denies the the story, apparently. And so why don't we go over and analyze the piece in the Washington Post. 217-688-1433. If you'd like to be on the program, love to hear from you today. Um, Let's go find this uh, piece here. So the piece in the Washington Post over here, we've got this right here. Share screen with Cam, and you'll see that there. Ukrainian military officer coordinated Nord Stream pipeline attack. This is, uh, well, we're over on MSN.com because, you know, we like those Microsoft guys. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But they don't have a paywall, so it saves me a lot of hassle. 
And so, uh, but it is the the Washington Post story by Shane Harris and Isabel Kershudian, a senior Ukrainian military officer with deep ties to the country's intelligence services, played a central role in the bombing of the Nord Stream natural gas pipelines last year, according to officials in Ukraine and elsewhere in Europe, as well as other people knowledgeable about the details of the covert operation. Now, that's a lot of that's a loaded. <laughs> We uh, we here at the Washington Post, we want you to know that we're not making this up. As a matter of fact, we talk to a whole bunch of people. Now, we're not going to tell you who any of those people are, of course, because, you know, this is espionage after all, and we're in the business of keeping secrets. <laughs> so, you know, they're like, well, you know, we talk to people in the Ukrainian government who aren't supposed to tell us. And we talk to people in the U.S. government who aren't supposed to tell us. And we talk to people in the, uh, the U.K. government and all over Europe, all these spies who come and tell us the things that they want us to report. And all of them told us this thing that we're reporting to you, which, you know, means it must be true. <laughs> The officer's role provides the most direct evidence to date tying Ukraine's military and security leadership to a controversial act of sabotage that has spawned multiple criminal investigations and that U.S. and Western officials have called a dangerous attack on Europe's energy infrastructure. Roman Shervinsky, a decorated 48-year-old colonel who served in Ukraine's Special Operations Forces, was the coordinator of the Nord Stream operation, people familiar with his role said, managing logistics and support for a six-person team that rented out a sailboat under false identities and used deep-sea diving equipment to place explosive charges on the gas pipelines. On September 26, 2022, three explosions caused massive leaks on the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipelines, which run from Russia to Germany under the Baltic Sea. The attack left only one of the four gas links in the network intact as winter approached. Now, let me ask you this. If you're the Ukrainians... And you're going to go and you're going to go blow up some pipelines. And this is really going to tick people off. You know, you know, you're like, wow, this is like uh, we're going to we're going to we're going to piss off the climate crazies. Well, you know, they're not going to care because they're a bunch of liars and they're in on this scam with us. But, you know, the the, the true believers are going to be like, oh, my God, all of that carbon into the atmosphere. What are you people crazy? It's we got better. Oh, it's a good thing. It was those Russians who did it. They're climate criminals after all. <laughs> But you're going to go blow up these pipelines and you're like, you know what, just in case, you know, we want to patch this thing up later, maybe we'll leave one. I don't think that if the Ukrainians were acting on their own, that especially that they're doing some kind of off the books operation, that these guys just went rogue. They're like, hey, screw this Zelensky guy and the uh, and the tribe he came from. We're going to go out there and we're going to win this war by taking Russia out of the gas business. You see? Now, if you were going to do something like that, something tells me you're not going to be like, all right, we're going to leave that one. You know, you're the witness. Go tell everybody what happened here. You know, no, you're not going to do that. Somebody said, hey, we need one of those things. Okay. And so, you know, maybe, maybe Germany's not so upset about this after all, I'm thinking. The attack left only one of the four gas links in the network intact as winter approached. Shervinsky did not act alone, and he did not plan the operation, according to 
people familiar with his role, which has not been previously reported. The officer took orders from more senior Ukrainian officials who ultimately reported to General Valery Zaluzny. Yeah, that's right. Zaluzny, Ukraine's highest ranking military officer, said people familiar with how the operation was carried out. (laughs) You know, if I was somebody who didn't trust the Washington Post, I might have changed the channel by now. You're just like, yeah, these guys, you know, they know what happened. So they told us. and Now we're here to tell you. (laughs) According to people familiar with this criminal act, it's about to throw this guy in prison. According to co-conspirators who are really not looking forward to going to prison, but feel like they have a real duty to tell the Washington Post all about their crimes, you see. (laughs) They spoke on condition of anonymity to discuss sensitive details about the bombing, which has strained diplomatic relations with Ukraine and drawn objections from U.S. officials. Yeah, I'm sure. Remember when the U.S. officials were like, oh, that Vladimir Putin's psycho blew up his own pipelines. We don't have any objection to that. We're really glad that Vladimir Putin's blowing up the Nord Stream pipeline because that guy sucks. Now they're all like, yeah, we totally didn't like that. That was really out of line, fellas. (laughs) Ukraine has launched many daring, secretive operations against Russian forces, but the Nord Stream attack. Yeah, well, you guys don't have to read this along with me. You can look at my pretty face after all. But the Nord Stream attack targeted civilian infrastructure built to provide energy to millions of people in Europe, while Gazprom, the Russian state-owned gas conglomerate, owns 51% of Nord Stream. Western energy companies, including from France, uh, Germany, and the Netherlands, are partners and invested billions in the project. Ukraine had long complained that the Nord Stream would allow Russia to bypass Ukrainian pipes, depriving Kiev of huge transit revenue. That's right, because... You know, because they don't want to give you the money, so they're going to go do something else. And so, you know, it's time to get into a war, after all, because that's how you solve monetary (laughs) disputes. Hey, I want that money. (laughs) You know, if you don't give it to me, everyone's going to die. That's how they operate over there. Through his attorney, Shervinsky denied any role in the sabotage of the pipelines. Quote, all speculations about my involvement in the attack on Nord Stream are being spread by Russian propaganda without any basis. Shervinsky said in a written statement to the Washington Post in Der Spiegel, which conducted a joint investigation of his role. Spokesman for the Ukrainian government did not respond to a list of questions about Shervinsky's participation. Shavinsky's role illustrates the complex dynamics and internal rivalries of the wartime government, Kiev, where Ukraine's intelligence and military establishment is often in tension with its political leadership. Yeah, well, you know, those guys, they have a habit of doing that. You might have heard they overthrew the government a while back, and that's, you know, how the war got started. And so, you know, sometimes that that can really screw up your politics, you might have heard. But, you know, you know, the Democrats over here, they're cool. You know, they're fine. It's not, you know, democracy. That's the way we do these things. Since Russia's invasion of Ukraine in February of 2022, Shervinsky has been serving in a unit of Ukraine's special operations forces and was focused on resistance activity in areas of the country occupied by Russia. People familiar with his assignment said he reported to Major General Viktor Hanushak a seasoned and respected officer who communicated directly with Zaluzny. 
Stravinsky was well-suited to help carry out a covert mission meant to obscure Ukraine's responsibility. He has served in senior positions in the country's military intelligence agency, as well as the Security Service of Ukraine, the SBU. And he is professionally and personally close to key military and security leaders. He has helped carry out other secretive operations. In 2020, Shervinsky oversaw a complex plan to lure fighters for Russia's Wagner mercenary group into Belarus with the goal of capturing them and bringing them to Ukraine to face charges. In his statement to the Post and Der Spiegel, Shervinsky said he also planned and implemented operations to kill pro-Russian separatist leaders in Ukraine and to abduct a witness who could corroborate Russia's role in shooting down Malaysia Airlines Flight 17 over the eastern Donbass region in 2014, which killed all 298 passengers and crew on board. Last year, a Dutch court convicted two Russians and a Ukrainian of murder in the downing, which was caused by a Russian Buck Air uh, Service-to-Air missile. Yeah, we're just going to go kidnap this witness, and we're going to go put him on this trial, and we're going to say, hey, you're going to tell us about this crime, you see, because uh, we said so. Yeah. Hanushak, who is no longer serving in the Special Operations Forces, has said publicly that the operation was approved by the Armed Forces, and he declined to comment for this article. Shavinsky said he was not responsible for the Russian attack and that In trying to persuade the pilot to fly to Ukraine and hand over his aircraft, he was acting under orders. He calls his arrest and prosecution political retribution for his criticism of Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky and his administration. Shavinsky has said publicly that he suspects Andrei Yermak, one of Zelensky's closest advisors of spying for Russia. He has also accused the Zelensky administration of failing to sufficiently prepare the country for Russia's invasion. The operation to recruit the Russian pilot involved units of the SBU, the Air Force, and the Special Forces Operations, Special Operations Forces. Shervinsky said in his written statement to the Post Interspiel, the operation was approved by the Commander-in-Chief, Valery Zaluzny. Shervinsky's participation in the Nord Stream bombing contradicts Zelensky's public denials that his country was involved. Quote, I am president and I give orders accordingly, Zelensky said in a press interview in June, responding to a report by the Post that the U.S. Central Intelligence Agency had learned of Ukraine's plans before the attack. Nothing of the sort has been done by Ukraine. I would never act that way. I would never blow up something that belonged to Russia without Joe Biden's personal permission. No, I'm a good little obedient servant of the Democrat Party, after all. I'm not going to go blow up that pipeline until Joe Biden's good and ready for me to blow up that pipeline. <laughs> Anytime you see, like, moral outrage, like, I'm so offended that you'd accuse me of blowing up something of Russia's. Really? Why? Why would that be so bad? Well, because of the climate, after all. You're going to impact climate change. What's the problem? You people are killing each other. If you blow up his pipeline, so what? Why are you acting like you're morally outraged if somebody accused you of this? It's because you're a liar. That's why. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what it is. (laughs) It's so funny. But the Nord Stream operation was designed to keep Zelensky out of the loop. People familiar with the operation said, oh, so that's why they're telling you these things. They're covering up for the, you know, for the president, you know, the guy who runs the country, 
<laughs> All of those involved in planning and execution reported directly to Chief of Deve- Defense Zeluzny, so Zelensky wouldn't have known about it, according to intelligence of reporting obtained by the CIA that was allegedly shared by Jack Teixeira, a member of the Massachusetts Air National Guard on the Discord chat platform. Officials in multiple countries have said privately that they were confident that Zelensky didn't personally approve the Nord Stream attack. So let me get this straight. The CIA finds out that Ukraine is about to go blow up the Nord Stream pipeline. Or that elements of the Ukrainian military are fit to go do this. And not only do they not step in and say, hey, cut it out, psycho. You're going to cut off Germany's energy supply. These people are going to freeze to death. You wouldn't want to do that to those nice Germans after all they've done throughout for us throughout history. <laughs> uh, not only do they not intervene to stop it from happening, they don't even bother to, like, inform the president of the country. Like, hey, uh, you, got, you got some guys going rogue over there. You might want to, you know, slap on a wrist, say hello. Knock on the door, be like, hey, cut it out. No. CIA's like, all right, yeah, go ahead. You know, that whole World War Three thing, it's, you know, it's been it's been a long time coming. We're looking forward to, you know, the World War Four thing, the one where we're doing it with rocks and sticks. Let's <laughs> get this show on a roll, you know. Other secret Ukrainian operations targeting Russian forces, including the one involving the Russian airplane, also were designed to bypass the Ukrainian president. People familiar with their planning said Shervinsky has blamed Yermak and several other Zelensky advisors for botching the plan in 2020 to ensnare Wagner fighters, Wagner fighters, I should say, after they traveled to Belarus. That sting operation failed, Shervinsky said in a 2021 press interview because of a leak from Zelensky's inner circle. It's not just one mole in Zelensky's administration. It's a bunch of people, Shervinsky said, naming Yermak, as well as two other Zelensky advisors. He accused administration officials of being afraid to challenge Russia. <laughs> yeah, that's it. All right. And Zelensky's all like, no, we don't want to take all those Russian guys. You know, they got we got cousins over there and stuff. U.S. officials have at times privately chastised Ukrainian intelligence and military officials for launching attack that risk provoking Russia to escalate its war on Ukraine. But Washington's unease has not always dissuaded Kiev. In June of 2022, the Dutch military intelligence agency, the MIVD, obtained information that Ukraine might be planning to attack the Nord Stream. Officials at the CIA relayed to Zeluzhny through an intermediary that the United States opposed such an operation, according to people familiar with those conversations. Okay, so the spies in the CIA are like, hey, look, you guys are about to start this World War Three thing. We don't want to get the presidents involved. You guys got to, you know, you could cut that down. All right. If we go tell Joe Biden about this, he's going to we'll have to wake him up. He's going to be he's going to be like he's going to might throw his ice cream at us. We don't want to do that. So, you know, cut it out. According to people familiar with those conversations. Okay, so the Dutch Military Intelligence Agency obtains information, you know, presumably by spying on Ukraine, of course, that they'd be attacking the Nord Stream. And so the CIA comes to be aware of this, and then the CIA relays this to the top military official in Ukraine. And the president of the United States is completely unaware of all it is. 
But the Washington Post is, you know, they're all filled in on the details because they know more than Joe Biden does. Now, I don't I actually don't doubt that that's, you know, to some extent the case, you know. You know, you think about the press, this idea of the freedom of the press is kind of a funny idea, right? Oh, well, if you're going to go print it in the newspapers, you know, <laughs> as long as you're going to go print it in the newspapers, whatever, fine. Your espionage is fine. As long, as long as you're putting it in the newspaper, I don't care if you're conducting espionage. If you guys want to talk to spies all of the time, if you guys want to talk to spies all of the time, you know, go ahead. It's no big deal. Go ahead. We're fine with that. The only thing that we're really worried about, of course, is, you know, <laughs> the only thing we're really worried about is if you were like a private citizen, you had this conversation privately and you didn't publish it for all to read. If you did that, you know, we'd throw you in prison. But because you're going to publish it in the newspaper someday, you know, not now, you know, <laughs> you know whatever it's convenient for you and your boss, you, you'll publish it in the news. Then you can do all the espionage you want. You can communicate with foreign intelligence agencies. You can steal documents, you know. Whatever, have your little crime wave and call it the press. It's kind of like pornography and prostitution, right? If you go and you hire a prostitute and you give her money and you have sex with her and then she leaves and then you're like, ah, you smoke a cigarette, you call it, and then you go to jail. It's kind of how that works. But if you run a camera and you plan at some point to upload it to the internet for other people to watch you have sex with this prostitute, that becomes legal. And that's exactly what the newspapers do (laughs) with espionage. The, the, the newspapers are to espionage, what pornography is to prostitution. It's a good way to think about it. <laughs> U.S. officials believe the attack had been called off. Yeah, I'm sure they did. They're like, yeah, okay, guys. Yeah, no, you sure thing. Sorry, CIA. We're not going to go start World War III. We like you guys. We do whatever you say. <laughs> <laughs> we're not like trying to get you involved in a war or nothing. You, you know, just keep on emptying your treasury out of here. We're cool. <laughs> just keep on. Give us the weapons. We'll keep dying. It's fine. We don't care about, we don't care about those people. We, we'll get all of our citizens killed. We don't care. Whatever. And I'm going to try to drag you into this fellas. <laughs> U.S. officials believe the attack had been called off because they're stupid. I don't think the Washington post actually said that. That was a Tourette's thing. But it turned out to only have been postponed to three months later, using a different point of departure than originally planned. Key elements of the plan, including the number of people on the bombing team, as well as the use of a rented boat, diving equipment, and fake identities, remain the same. In an interview with the Post in June, Zaluzny said the CIA had never asked him directly about any attack on the Nord Stream. That's funny. That's hilarious, actually. So you're like the top, you're the top military official. And then, like, somebody goes, does something that starts World War III. The president's lying about it, blaming it on Vladimir Putin. The CIA's, like, hanging out with him. And he's like, yeah, let's get a coffee. So anything going on? No, nothing at all. Okay, you know. You guys you guys see that football game the other day? Yeah, it was good, you know. The other team won. <laughs> the CIA doesn't bother to ask this question. There's no curiosity involved at all. <coughs> This is so funny.
Yeah, Zelensky said the CIA never bothered to ask him about any attack on Nord Stream. He said after the because they already knew the answer to the question is the point, right? He said after the explosions in September 2022, he received a call from General Mark A. Milley, then chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff in the um, in the Department of uh, Sexual Degeneracy, I think. He asked me, do you have anything to do with it? I said, no, a lot of operations are planned. A lot of operations are going on, but we have nothing to do with it. Nothing at all. Okay. All right. So at least, you know, Millie, Millie asked, you know, the, the spies, you know, they don't need to ask questions. They already know all the answers. Zaluzny suggested in the interview that Russian propagandists had tried to tie him and the Ukrainian military to the operation. The Dutch military intelligence service also reported to the Americans that the Ukrainians planned an attack on another pipeline in the Black Sea called Turkstream. It's not clear why that operation was never carried out. In October of 2022, Russian President Vladimir Putin said his country's security services had prevented a Ukrainian attack on Turkstream. But Russian authorities have provided few details and are not known to have charged anyone in the alleged plot. <clears throat> the Russian news agency TASS reported it is known that the attack was planned by an agent of the Security Service of Ukraine, SBU, on orders from the Ukrainian Special Services. Some of those who described Stravinsky's participation in the Nord Stream attack defended the veteran intelligence officer as acting in Ukraine's best interests. They argued that bombing the pipelines helped to keep Russia from filling its coffers with natural gas sales and deprive Putin of a means to use the flow of natural gas for political leverage. Yeah, except that he still had a pipeline left. The Russian leader had demonstrated that he was willing to use energy as a tool of retaliation, unlike the U.S. government, which just uses the dollar thing. <laughs> Nearly a month before the explosions, Gazprom stopped flows on Nord Stream 1, hours after the group of seven industrialized nations announced the forthcoming price cap on Russian oil, a move intended to put a dent in the Kremlin's treasury. The German government withheld final authorization of the Nord Stream 2 pipeline days before Russia invaded Ukraine, following months of pressure by Washington. Before the war, Germany got half its natural gas from Russia and had long championed the Nord Stream project in the face of opposition from other European allies. Stravinsky's supporters have shown up in court to defend him. A few sported a T-shirt emblazoned with his face and a free Stravinsky hashtag. For some, he is a symbol of the Ukrainian military's willingness to make hard choices in a fight for the country's survival. In his statement, Shervinsky said, I have devoted my entire life to the defense of Ukraine, and that's why I didn't blow up these pipelines, which I totally believe to be in their defense. <laughs> I, I ad-libbed a little bit of that. You get the idea. He called the charges against him related to the Russian airplane operation groundless and far-fetched, which I will definitely prove in court. Two one seven six eight eight one four three three. You like to be on the program, and the more you talk, the less I have to. So please do give us a call. I got three bucks over here. Um, uh, maybe next time he says, uh, you made it to the SPLC Odyssey list. Congratulations. Why are they so obsessed with strong, handsome white men? Uh, should I do more bicep curls or work on my legs? Well, you know, something tells me the folks at the uh, the folks at the at the uh, SPLC, they're probably more interested in below the belt. That's what I'm thinking. But, you know, 
You got to catch their attention somehow. You know what I mean? Two one seven six eight eight one four three three. Let's check over here. Ah, we're gonna ban you from my Rumble chat because you're a spammer. Mute this user forever. Get out of here. So anyway, what else is going on here? Well, let's go over talk about the earlier report that Ukraine that the U.S. military, the U.S. intelligence services, I should say, had warnings about the Nord Stream attack. So this is over at Reuters reporting on the Washington Post piece. The United States learned. Now, this is from June. Okay, so, you know. This is what they do. It's like little piece by piece. It's never really news. You know, they're like, oh, well, you know, they had they had intelligence. And, you know, first we think it's that the Russians did it to themselves. And, you know, there's we got we know that that's true because there's intelligence, you see. And then a few months later, we're like, well, now there's intelligence that it was something else. And, you know, just just. Shuffle along. We don't believe the intelligence services this time. Those guys are full of crap. They lie for a living, after all. <laughs> they worked at the Washington Post for, you know, for God's sake. What do you think is, you know, of course they're liars. You know, I thought it was funny. When uh, Russia arrested this, um, was it Eric Gershkovich, the the Wall Street Journal guy, who uh, they accused of espionage. And uh, he says, well, no, like, I'm not a spy. I work for a newspaper. It's a totally different thing. (laughs) No, it's not, right? The Wall Street Journal is, in many ways, infinite numbers of ways, better than the Washington Post. If you want to stay informed of the news of the day, particularly if you're interested in economic news and not economic gibberish. But, you know, it's a neocon, you know, it's a it's a tool of the foreign policy establishment. They're like, well, you know, you can read the Washington Post and you can read anti-racist nonsense all day in between all of your CIA propaganda, or you can read the Wall Street Journal and you can read information that is like useful to your career while you read about CIA propaganda. It's your choices, you know. The United States learned of a Ukrainian plan to attack the Nord Stream natural gas pipelines three months before they were damaged last September by underwater explosions. The Washington Post reported on Tuesday, citing leaked information posted online. Now, here's a fun one, too, okay? So the post in June is like, whoa, hey, this guy who like posted this stuff on Discord and he's in jail now. And now that he's in jail, you know, now we can talk about it. But, you know, you you heard the Washington Post of the prior thing. They're like, yeah, we've got people in this, uh, you know, security service and this intelligence agency and yada, yada, yada. Everybody's leaking information to them like a sieve. The Washington Post supposedly has better intel than Joe Biden. But they don't find out about this Nord Stream thing until, you know, until the guy posts it on Discord. Because if you want something to get public, you post it on Discord. That's the way that works. 
the CIA learned last June, this is in June of 2023, they're talking about the prior June in 2022, through a European spy agency that a six-person team of Ukrainian special operations forces intended to blow up the Russia to Germany project, the newspaper reported. The intelligence reporting was shared online on Discord, purportedly by Air National Guard member Jack Teixeira, who was arrested in April and charged in relation to the leak of sensitive U.S. documents. The Washington Post said it obtained a copy from one of Teixeira's online friends. The intelligence report was based on information provided by a person in Ukraine, the Washington Post said, adding the CIA shared it with Germany and other European countries in June of 2022. Well, that's something, ain't it? Germany knew about this in advance. Now, this is what happens. So Germany's like, hey, you maniacs better not blow up my pipeline. It gets cold over here, you know. (laughs) the post officials uh the post said officials in multiple countries had confirmed that the intelligence summary posted on discord accurately stated what the european service told the cia white house spokesperson john kirby on monday said that investigations into the Nord Stream attack were active yeah i'm sure they are Who ratted? That's the investigation. Who snitched? We're going to get you. We're going to find you. And you're going to drown quite by accident. We're not monsters like Vladimir Putin running around poisoning people. You drown. You have car accidents. You commit suicide. You get mugged. Because we're civilized Democrats and not Vladimir Putin with the poison and the underwear nonsense. (laughs) 217-688-143. I gotta get, I'm not going to read this whole thing. What the heck's the point of it? The Washington Post is a bunch of spies running around feeding you nonsense from the intelligence services because they have motives. That's the story over there. Now, let me find out. Uh, let me. Oh, here, here's what I'll do. You know what? You got to because obviously we, we wouldn't be responsible uh, participants in this conversation if we didn't share with you the most the most in on it person of all, uh, this fellow right here. Now, if you are wondering, is that a man or a woman? He's having the same exact problem. A statement regarding the Russian propaganda that was pushed out in the Washington Post yesterday regarding Nord Stream. Some questions for the Washington Post. This is just the funniest thing. Oh, the Washington Post, they're in bed with the Ruskies now, you heard, okay? So if you say anything that's inconvenient for the Ukrainian government, this transgender Trotskyite's going to come out, call you a Ruski, you understand? <laughs> and so, <laughs> uh, a statement about the Russian propaganda that came out that said that our own government arrested this guy. <laughs> a statement about the, the Washington Post report that a bunch of intelligence agency personnel from Ukraine and from the CIA and from Germany and the Netherlands and from the UK because the Washington Post has their fingers in every pot as they've been known to do. Oh, that's just a bunch of Ruski nonsense is what it is. Now, I don't put it past the Washington Post to make up a bunch of BS, okay? But what do you think that Vladimir Putin's like, hey, uh, Washington Post, I got something you just got to try. <laughs> you know, you really get high off of this 
Russian propaganda. <laughs> You've had this story for several months. How come you only chose to release these rumors now? It's a pretty good question. question. You know, as do your European press partners, that DNA tests, which were allegedly linked to so-called Ukrainians aboard the boat, came back negative, did not test positive for the so-called Ukrainians that were supposed to have been part of this scheme. Yeah, that means there was DNA on the boat and it didn't come back to these guys. Which means that somebody at some point was on that boat, left a DNA sample, and it wasn't one of the guys who blew up the pipeline. So, you know, you got to understand these things. Next, before the Nord Stream 2 bombing or explosion, <laughs> press were tipped off that something would happen. The bombing or explosion. I'm not saying it was a bombing. I, you know, yeah, you know, when the uh, when the bombs went off, I mean, when the thing blew up, for, you know, spontaneously, it's spontaneous combustion. These things, they happen. You've ever read like Harry Potter. It's, it happens all the time. And yet it didn't take place when the press were told it was going to take place. And in fact, two different bombings were supposed to have been taking place in this leak. Didn't happen. Another point, calling a yacht a sailboat is very interesting. Furthermore, you know what's really interesting? Calling yourself a woman. Furthermore, the forged passports came from multiple countries. Again, a key sign of the FSB. That's hilarious. Hey, you know, uh, you know who's got a lot of international assistance is those Ruskies. You know, we Ukrainians, we have no connections overseas, you see. <laughs> there's no way that we, how where are we going to get a passport from another country it's not like it's not like it's not like we're interfering in foreign elections again washington post and all those journalists who are jumping on this story a story that was meant to stir chaos within ukraine as ukraine is fighting for liberty and liberation <laughs> how come you've chosen to publish rumors when the facts are very clear and were ignored in your story again the DNA test came back negative. The passports from multiple different countries, a sign of the FSB, and ultimately a choice to publish these rumors now. But if you're talking about DNA like that proves something. If I take a swab of your mouth, I'm going to find out, you know, well, I'm going to find male DNA in there one way or another. But, you know, your DNA in there is going to be male. You sort of kind of the idea. When you've had the story for months, surprised? No. Dismayed, yes. Don't profit <laughs> off rumors and clickbait when people are dying. Yeah, don't do Slob that. Slav Ukraini. Yeah, Slav <laughs> Don't profit off rumors and clickbait when people are dying. Uh, you know, let me go. I got to go. I got to go cash my check. 217-688-1433. You'd like to be on the program. And the more you thought, the less I have to. So please give us a call. We go check on all of you here. Let's see him. Yeah, I'm thinking that, you know, I think that uh, one possibility here is that uh, the Democrat Party is getting ready to uh, throw away the albatross of the whole Ukraine thing. They're like, hey, you know, our Israel friends, they're jammed up, you know. There's only so much that we could do here. We're gonna have to. Uh, we're gonna have to throw the Zelensky eye under the bus. There's a lot more. Um, there's a lot more tribesmen over there in the other place, and we got to take care of those people after all. 
And so, you know, if we're over here trying to help out these, you know, these Gentiles, it's going to get out of hand pretty quick. So 217-688-1433, like to be on the program. And when you talk the less I have to, so please give us a call. Let's see. What else we got? <coughs> if you want to get on the phones, do that, because uh, if nobody calls in and I go an hour, I'll probably just call it a night. Somebody you just tried to call in, you know, uh, if you sit there on hold for a couple minutes, I'll answer you. You're not going to have to wait very long. The phone lines are wide open. Okay, here we go. Oh, Tim Scott, he's uh, he's dropping out of the 2024 presidential race. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. I really, you know, I had some, uh, I was, I was kind of hoping, you know, I was kind of hoping that that guy stick around for a little while, provide us with some more laughs. But I guess, uh, I guess he's just going to have to uh, find some other way to, you know, serve his agenda. He's not going to be president of the United States. And I don't think he's going to probably, he's probably not going to be vice president either because, because it's going to be Tucker Carlson, apparently, if we listen to the people over at Revolver News. But I'm done. Like, I'm the, the Revolver News thing, like, I still check it because it's interesting to see what they're doing. But, you know, <laughs> these people discredited them. They, they did something recently which just it really discredited themselves. And, I've, and I'm really, they should be ashamed of themselves. I'll talk to you about it in a minute. Caller, you're on Surreal Politics. What can I do for your friend? Chris, I just had to call in and, uh, you know, you were showing the uh, Sarah Ashton Cirillo video and I just kind of had to laugh. Uh, she does not have the usual blowing blonde hair that we've seen. What's going on with that? Yeah. So it was sort of right after um, after he turned around and threatened a sitting U.S. senator and said that Ukrainian spies were going to run around the world murdering journalists for contradicting their narratives. Um, he was suspended from his position and then he showed up in man clothes with no hair. And so everybody was kind of like, oh, well, you know, the, the jig is up, you know, but he's still on Twitter. And I don't know what, like, you know, something has, you know, conspicuously changed with this guy, but he's not, uh, he's, he's not spilling the beans. I, I think that, you know, he's been punished in some capacity is, is what I think happened. He got, he got out over his skis. He's like, you know, Zelensky's like, hey, look, you know, yeah, we're going to run murdering these people, but you can't go spilling the beans on Twitter, psycho. I understand that you like threatening people because you're transgender and that's what you people do. But we're not the type to threaten people. They just end up dead. We're serious people over here. And so, uh, you know, so they they I think they cut his hair off and they said, we're taking away all your pretty dresses. And now you're just going to have to do it with a buzz cut and a sweatshirt. you know, like other prisoners, you know, and so he's over there doing that and, you know, it's fine. You know, he uses the grinder rap, whatever the, you know, the people there, they're not picky and he's all set. It's just so, it's just so crazy to me. It's, you know, I'm supposed to look at this picture of this, obviously a dude and I'm supposed to be like, yeah, that's a woman, a hundred percent. Like, and to say otherwise, you're an absolute bigot. I mean, come on. Well, I mean, course. look at that. I mean, obviously. Well, this is one of those things. They're like, listen, um, you're, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna take away your pretty dresses, and we're gonna take away your stupid wigs, and and you're still gonna go out and tell these people that you're a woman, see? Because we got to make sure that they believe, no matter what nonsense we feed them, no matter how obvious it is that they keep on just nodding their heads in silent agreement, right? That's the whole entire. Look, you, you're going to you're going to go out there. You're going to look like a tomboy, and you're going to inspire men to just put on a freaking wig 
and you're going to be like, hey, I can have a baby. I mean, not really, but, you know, I can adopt one and I can turn it into a total freaking freak, right? Yeah, well, you know, he can have a baby in the sense that, you know, that that one has a woman, right? You know, I, I think that that's kind of the whole entire <laughs> idea behind the transgender operation to be having babies left and right because they're sick, degenerate perverts. But, you know, that that being, uh, you know, a different category of action, of course, than giving birth, you know, not that they necessarily see it that way. They're like, oh, well, I'll go have this baby and then it will be it, it'll be of like kind to me because I will damage its psyche so badly that it will. You know, it'll basically be it'll be like my child. Yeah, man, I, I just like, you know, recently with the, the, the breakout of the Israel war and watching Zelensky come out and basically just begging America for, you know, hey, you don't even have to send me money like you can send me credit. You send me credit. He's like an addict, man. It's insane. And then this is like his spokesperson of like, oh, yeah, this is this. This is the Ukrainian front. This freaking weirdo who had, who had a family back home in America, but it gives it all up to do this insane nutso, say a lot of cuss words that I can't because it's real politics and I want to be respectful of you. But uh, Thank you. it's just nuts, man. I hate it. <laughs> it is. You know, it, it's one of these things that, I mean, you talk about clown world, right? You know, this is clown world, you know, 3.5 or something. You know, it, it's it's so over the top that you're like, you know what we really want to do? You know, the people, the, the person who's going to be our spokesman, the spokesperson, I should say, the spokes non-binary individual, whatever, you know, I know he's not, he's not non-binary. He's a girl. So, you know, this spokes hole. And so the spokes hole goes and says like, hey, you know, uh, I'm going to tell you all about the war. And you know that the, uh, the what I tell you is true because I'm a broad and broads don't lie, you see. And so, you know, it, it it's I mean, so cartoonish what they've done. out like this. Guys, I'm telling you, send money to Ukraine. Come on. Yeah, keep on keep on sending those dollars over here. And, you know, if you run out of dollars, just keep on co-signing our loans, you know. Just as long as you guys keep on signing the debt contracts, that's fine. It's as good as money in our book, right? <laughs> you know, that's literally their, their attitude. And so it's like, you know, I think that, it's interesting. I think one of the things that was alluded to in the piece of the Washington Post, the guy who's currently in jail, accused of blowing up the Nord Stream pipeline. He's like, look, Zelensky's administration is run by the Ruskies is basically his claim. And, you know, I, I mean, it sounds kind of paranoid. You know, this guy's obviously afraid he's going to get in a lot of trouble, but it wouldn't be the craziest thing to think. Right. Like if the if the whole entire purpose of this operation was to bring down the United States. Right. Well, you could you could do a lot worse than this, you know. Okay, all right, Zelensky, you're gonna you're gonna have a uh, you 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 infiltrate the uh, the Zelensky administration. You have your people are all running the government of Ukraine, and you're like, all right, we're gonna invade the country, and um and you're gonna sit there and wait for it to happen, and then you're gonna get this transgender maniac, this Trotskyite nutcase, and you're gonna put him in front of everybody and be like, yeah, I'm your war correspondent, and excuse I tell me, you, excuse me, hang on, I have to stop you. Yeah, you're gonna put her in front of him. I mean, let's not be 
Let's not be transphobic, Chris. Come on. No, we don't. You know, there's limits to how far we could take our, you know, our 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 pacification of the bankers here. And so you put this dude out there. <laughs> you put this dude out. You're, you're gonna go put this dude out there, and he's gonna be your your war propagandist. And everybody's in the administration is like, dude, like there's limits to how much we can get away with. And Vladimir Putin's like, no, there's not. Watch, <laughs> right? You know, like that. You, that's a more plausible yeah, look, theory look, than that somebody how, thought this was a good this idea. Is how just rid. Ridiculous America is that they will buy into this dude wearing a wig. They'll be like, yeah, I buy in everything. Oh, yeah, man. Russia is the evil of the world. Obviously, this guy in a wig would never lie to me. Yeah. No, it's funny. Uh, it, like that guy is like my favorite. He's my favorite Twitter parody account. Now, my ex parody account, I should say. You know, I'm banned from Twitter. <laughs> I'm not banned from X. X is a whole different thing. I'm on their talk radio deity if anybody wants to check it out. And so I go on there, I watch, I follow this dude. I'm like, he goes, you know, he's got a thing like every day, you know, he's like, yeah, pay no attention to the fact that they shaved my head and took my dress away. Just keep on listening to me tell you that we're winning the war. Right. And so he does this all of the time and, you know, and he expects nobody to, to, to look at it twice. And so it's pretty funny. You guys, I'm serious. Like for real, like the Russians are just, I just stop looking at my ridiculous hair and you know, this whole I'm a woman, but just Russians are evil. So just give us your money and it's fine. That's right, right Chris. So that's all from me, my friend. I just, I wanted to chime in and just to, just to try to give you some laughs. <laughs> all right. Thank you very much, friend. You succeeded. Thank you very much for the call. 217-688-1433. You like to be on the program and the more you talk, the less I have to. So please do give us a call. Oh my God. Let me try to translate this. Hang on a second. You don't give me the option to do that, do you? What does this say? I, I think that, no, this is probably just an injured soldier or something. It, for a second, <clears throat> I went on the Nutcase's Twitter timeline, the X timeline, I should say. I don't like saying that I'm going on the X profile of a transgender, you know, because that, that sounds dirty, and we're not that type of program here. This is not OnlyFans. This is Surreal Politics. And so... um <laughs> Let's just let's go. Let's have a little fun with the maniacs Twitter profile, and then I'll uh, and then I'll take your calls and wrap it up here. Uh, this is uh, the maniacs Twitter profile, and let's see what the maniac has to say. Understand, there is only one reality: Ukraine will be returned to the country's 1991 borders, which are sacred Ukraine, and inviolable, unlike yours. Such as the area surrounding. Understand that Russia can claim that they're going to try to take back formerly occupied territories of Ukraine such as Kupiansk, such as the area surrounding Bakhmut. Ultimately, though, it's just wishful thinking. There's only one reality, and it's simple. Ukraine will be returned to its legally recognized 1991 borders, and President Zelensky's 10-point peace formula will be implemented with the help of our partners. Slav Ukraine. Understand that's hilarious. That There's only one reality, and in try. that reality, I'm a woman, and Ukraine is winning the war. <laughs> this is so funny, you know. He's my favorite parody account. He really is. Um, we already saw that one. Come on, that's the Washington Post thing. That's the Washington Post thing. Yeah, so I saw this for a second. I was like, "Is this some? Is they, are they bragging about transgender surgery?" I was like, "No, they blew his arm off. That's not a that's not a breast reduction." Um, yeah, so here's this is one I thought was funny. Despite sanctions, hospitals being attacked during war. 
Oh, you're about to Russia. criticize Israel, aren't you? No wonder they shaved your head and took your dresses away. Iran being supported. Oh, this is something else. Despite sanctions, Russia. War crimes being flaunted in international organizations. Oh, it's Russia. Israel. Oh, when Never you mind. think of evil, understand one word: Russia. Hospitals being attacked during war. Yeah, they took his scriptwriters away too. Apparently, like he's not even coming up with like original state. It's just nonsense. <laughs> We're taking away your dresses and your wigs and your writers. Okay, you want to go on Twitter and you want to talk like a maniac. You go ahead, go on Twitter, talk like a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me, I'm a man again. <laughs> He's crazy. He's completely nuts. Post from a former U.S. politician accusing President Zelensky of outlawing elections, of banning churches, of taking control of media. Simply put, those are Russian talking points. Make certain you understand what the truth is. And the truth is, under the Ukrainian Constitution, elections cannot be held during the period of special law or martial law. Oh, okay. So basically what you're saying is that it's true that he's calling off the elections, but that he's citing the law when he does it. Okay, well, fine. But actually the story was that the the Zelensky called off the election was actually the claim. And you're like, don't circulate Russian talking points. I don't care if they're true. Don't you know that telling the truth is transphobic? Furthermore, the only churches that have been outlawed were churches that were actually fronts for the FSB. Yeah, the only churches that have been outlawed are the ones that we shut down, after all. And finally, <laughs> free press is alive and well. Yeah, unless, of course, you criticize us, in which case we'll have you killed, Gonzo Lira. In Ukraine, with the safety mechanisms in place to protect journalists and soldiers from very difficult situations on the front lines. Everywhere else media is free to report as they choose. Once again, victory is Ukraine and truth is Ukraine. Slav Ukraine. Yeah, victory is Ukraine. Truth is Ukraine. I'm a woman. Keep on listening to me. Lie to you. <laughs> pride is Ukraine, too. This is the pride flag. This is hilarious. Okay. So, you know, by the way, so one of the one of the things that is a Russian talking point, you might have heard about this. <laughs> this is the funniest thing in the world. So, like, one of the reasons that the Russian people love Vladimir Putin is he's like, look, we're not going to do the transgender thing over here, okay? Those maniacs are going to keep that over there. And and as a matter of fact, we're not even going to let them do it there. We're going to go clean up the transgender mess in Ukraine. And so Vladimir Zelensky is like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make a transgender Trotskyite my war propagandist. And and sure enough, the, the Russian government loves this. I mean, if you were like, you talk about people, you talk about people spreading Russian narratives. Well, here's a here's a Russian narrative right here. I brought up the true pride flag. This is the pride flag. It's a, this maniac goes to some like gay event, pulls out the Ukrainian flag and is like, this is the true pride flag. The Ukrainian flag is the new symbol of queer liberation. And we're going to go and fight those Ruskies until every breeder is dead. <laughs> until the only people left are the women we victimized. All their husbands are gone. It's just amazing that like, but I think what you, what you sort of see happening, if you watch this maniac's timeline, he's falling apart, right? So like he used to come out and he had like a set, okay? He would come out in a uniform, all dressed up, you know, 
You can even see, you kind of like look at his skin, right? Darn. So like his, like, I think they even took his medicines away, right? The, uh, his drugs, they're not medicines. This is poison. But they've been, you know, they, you know, they pump these freaks full of hormones, right? <clears throat> and you could kind of, I think, you know, I mean, I'm not saying I was, I'm just observing this right now. I'm not even sure it's actually true, but in my head right now, I'm saying to myself, like, his skin doesn't look like it has that female sheen to it. You know what I'm saying? So I think they probably took his estradiol away from him. This, that's the transgender, that's the estrogen stuff they take. I think they took his drugs away. They're like, hey, maniac, you know, you can't be PMSing on Twitter while you're a war propagandist. Shut up. We're taking your drugs away, you know. <laughs> Do you think, I, I mean, and all of these shots, by the way, so, like, you, you notice that they're all, like, Right, I mean, that's like right at the boob line, I guess. Did they take his boobs away? Did he like have an implant, or or was he just stuffing his shirt? They're like, we're taking your, we're taking your basketballs away from you. <laughs> we're taking away your your fake boobs. We're taking away your dresses. We're taking away your wigs, and we're taking away your drugs. All right, and if you keep this up. We're gonna give you your penis back, and then you're really gonna be upset. <laughs> He's completely losing it. Role in my life, both supporting me as a writer. Oh, as a writer. Hey, everyone. This is a quick shout out to Elizabeth Thompson, who was one of the founders of the Nevada Independent alongside John Ralston. I've publicly stated on multiple occasions that John has been an incredible influence on my life as a writer, call it writer and that I'm forever grateful to him for his support. However, what's less known is that Elizabeth has also played an incredibly important role in my life, both supporting Sorry, you're me just as emoting now. Shut up. All right, tell me about war. Oh, you know, here. So like, look, you know, that's what he used to look like, okay? They they literally took his boobs away. Is I think that this is serious, okay? That's what he used to do. He used to come out here in a uniform with the boobs and the wig. I don't know. Maybe his skin is the same as it was before. Maybe I was just imagining that, you know, the hair did it. You know, the hair set it off, I guess, you know, and I'm not trying to, you know, don't get, I'm not, don't get weird on me. All right, we'll move on. But you see, they took his boobs away. They're like, we're taking away your boobs. We're taking away your dresses. We're taking away your hair. And if you keep it up, we're going to give you that penis back and it's not going to be in your mouth. So, you know. While President Zelensky was absolutely correct that Vladimir Putin is a fucking terrorist. Hey, this is surreal politics. What the heck is wrong with you, you Trotskyite? All right, that's it. We're done. You curse on my show. That's it for you. I've had just about enough of that. All right. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, we do this every Monday at 9.30 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time. So if you're listening on some other platform at some other time, I would invite you to join us for the live program. We we would love to hear from you at 217-688-1433. Let's go over to our super chats here. Zenjitsu says, was glad to call in and shoot the quadruple asterisk. For, oh, wait, let me, sorry about that. I don't mean to, you guys don't necessarily, you know, other people broadcast the chats. I don't generally do that. Um, <coughs> pardon me. Was glad to call in and shoot those asterisks for a few minutes, making fun of the Ukrainian transmaniac. You rock, Chris. Well, you rock too, Zenjitsu. I appreciate the uh, appreciate that five of there. And uh, the Goyam TV guys, thanks for listening. 
Uh, thanks for listening to the people on Rumble as well. And, uh, you know, if those of you who are uh, tuned in at some of the time and you're like, hey, I want to do the Super Chat thing, you know, uh, you don't have to do the Super Chat thing. You could just you could just fork them shekels over. Yeah, there's lots of ways to do it. Surrealpolitics.com says join. You become a member. Hey, you know, some of you have wanted to buy like a yearly membership. OK, now we can't do that because our credit card processor does not want people buying multiple month memberships with the credit cards. If you want to do it with like a with a with a with a check, if you want to do it with cryptocurrency, you want to do it some way like that. Um, you can reach out to me. I'll make arrangements with you. OK. And so uh, just let me know. Uh, Surrealpolitics.com slash contact. You send me an email. We'll work it out. And uh, I have that. It's actually a pretty straightforward now. I used to like sell you a promo code or something, but I actually have a, I don't need to tell you the technical details, but we'll work it out. Uh, so that's a great thing. You could become a member. You can sign up for the whole year. You don't have to worry about being billed every month. And uh, if you want to give me more money than that, it's easy enough to do. Surrealpolitics.com slash donate. I got the cash app. It's edgy Chris. Givesendgo.com slash SPM, like Surreal Politics Media. I got strike payments, strike dot me slash can't well i think it is it's all in the show notes for every episode i got i got i like that cryptocurrency stuff you know some of you some of you did i was like hey where's all my crypto people and then somebody did and i was like oh good you know i thought i i thought i lost you guys and so you know the cryptocurrency stuff is great like that stuff and you know the whole thing i'll tell you something else you know you know the cryptocurrency thing whether you give it to me or not you gotta figure it out Okay, like you got to go do the cryptocurrency thing. You got to make that part of your life. And people have told me, you know, ah, you got to do a cryptocurrency thing. All right, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll work on it. Okay, you know the problem. <coughs> there's a few problems with doing that. I'll tell you. I, uh, I have written up cryptocurrency things before, and then everything changes. And then I'm like, oh, well, now I either have to leave this outdated information on my website or go change it. Okay. So the market, you know, it, it evolves, you see, especially when the SEC is running around screwing everything up because they don't like the cryptocurrency. You know, you know, you want to you think you're if you're like skeptical of the government, you might want to figure out the cryptocurrency thing. You know, uh, whether you give it to me or not, you know, it's not even forget about buying it. Like it, whatever you're doing in life, start accepting cryptocurrency. OK, figure out a way to sell cryptocurrency. And I'll tell you, here's a really easy thing. Get the cash app. OK. If you don't have Cash App, you should. Cash App is, like, great, all right? It's easy to use. I think, uh, you know, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. After the show today, I'm going to go to SurrealPolitics.com, and I'm going to make SurrealPolitics.com slash Cash App, C-A-S-H-A-P-P. It's not there yet, but it will be soon. And then you can get my referral, and I'll refer you to, to Cash App. And then if you join Cash App through me, then, like, we both get five bucks or whatever the thing is. I don't remember what it is, but there's a referral involved. I'll get some shekels if you sign up for Cash App. It's a good idea. I think you got to put some money into it or something. But you link your bank account, your debit card or whatever, and it's like, boom. You just, you know, send money, receive money, and you could and you could buy and sell Bitcoin with the thing, too. So if you receive some Bitcoin, you want to turn it into dollars, you've got some dollars, you want to turn them into Bitcoin, Cash App's like, boom. Yeah, just, yeah, bang, just boom. Bing, bang, boom. Just like that Nord Stream pipeline thing. It's, you know, they just, they blow it right up. And so uh, they make it real easy. It's as easy as blowing up a, a foreign um, a country's energy supply. It's no big deal. The intelligence agencies, they'll know about it, but they don't care. And so if you want, if you don't want the intelligence agencies to know about it, then you do the, the Monero thing. And that's, you know, it's a little high attack, but you could do it. You could figure it out. You're smart people. That's why you listen to me, of course. And that's, you know, that's why you pay because you realize, 
it's basically an investment in your future. It's not it's not really like it's not giving money away. It's you know, it's financing something that's very important, you see. And so go do all of those things. You can buy a t-shirt for me. If you're a member, they're they're discounted. It's realpolitics.com slash shop. If you're if you're logged into your membership account, you'll see the price are lower. But you know, if you're not a member, then you could pay more. It's fine with me, but I just think that you should become the member and then you be then you go to the shop and then you'll see the lower prices. But it's a good idea. It's math. It's good math's a good idea. And so uh, once you do all of those things, we'll save the world in this country and whatnot. And, uh, you know, some maniac named Roberta Kaplan might say good luck with that. And we'll say, yeah, we're going to have it. Okay, your luck's running out. We're just getting started. See you soon. Wednesday for the member show. Cursing up a storm on Friday as usual. Thanks to everybody who said happy birthday to me yesterday, by the way. At Amazon Wishlist, thank you very much for the gifts. I appreciate it. You guys are the best. Love you. I do. I mean, I don't even know you, most of you, but you know, it's the ones that you do. You guys are all right. Whoa! Hey, nice guy, Nashville. He sends fifty bucks shekels for the host. As I'm playing the outro music, I find out I get fifty dollars. I gotta thank this guy. Wow! Thank you very much. Thank you.